It's episode number 34 of the Pete Primo Show. Welcome. We are live. If you have any questions, just holler. Our guest is a dear friend of mine, Jackie Barrett Point Dexter. She is a master resume writer and she owns her own business and she works exclusively with uh, executives for the last 15 years. So she has a lot of sales uh, secrets from executives that she's going to talk about, plus her own lessons that she's learned along the way. But before we do that, let me just pay the bills really quick. One of our sponsors, Sell a Million, 101 Tips for Furniture and Mattress Stores to Sell Another Million Dollars or More. If you haven't bought it yet, what are you waiting for? Hurry up and get it. And our friends at the Mattress Industry Network, thank you, Steve. Uh, this is an unusual group of, of guys and gals that are there uh, to help each other grow. So. Uh, when you think of different mattress groups and, and what are the ulterior motives, this is a group that is run by retailers for retailers. And it's all different types of retailers, small, big. Uh, there are wholesale reps in there. There are VPs of sales in there. There are owners of manufacturing um, companies. Uh, there is so much to be learned and gained. If you have not joined, uh, Mattress Industry Network on Facebook. You owe it to yourself. Steve, thank you for your sponsorship of our show. We are so proud to be part of the Mattress Industry Network. Uh, you know, you're an amazing group that you have going. And the fact that you help each other build, market, and sell and succeed in the market industry, and you guys are always there to help um, each other is an amazing thing. So if you haven't joined, if you own a furniture or a mattress store, you're in the mattress industry space, join Mattress Industry Network. Do it now. Jackie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Pete. Yay. Glad to be here. <laughs> How long have we known each other? Oh, gosh. Years. Um, at least yeah, three or four on, or five, on link, maybe. On LinkedIn, right? Or Facebook or both. I think it was LinkedIn and then it was on Facebook. And, you know, your story is an amazing story because uh, we have a lot of small retailers who are listening right now and their story is a lot like yours. So, you know, you bought, you know, you were a writer and then you bought an existing business and then you said, oh my Lord. I have to sell. I have to. Mm -hmm. I I have to get somebody to sign on the dotted line, or yeah. this isn't going to work out so well for me. That's right. So let's just talk about really quickly before we get into the executive sales secrets, which I am dying to know. <laughs> um, some of the lessons that you've learned along the way, and things that you would recommend. You know, let, let's just say that um, Sue or Bill just open a little mattress store and you know they uh, are looking for things that they need to do uh or attitudes that they need to embrace to help them be successful what would your recommendation be to them based on your experience of what you've learned i know i just threw a bunch of that's a good one <laughs> sorry i'm good no, that's for that. okay <laughs> i know i know you really make me think um so 
attitudes or things to do to be successful. Is that it? Um, and you just open it. So yeah, when I opened uh, Career Trend, actually I acquired an existing business and it was retail. I mean, it was, I had a brick and mortar office um, in a greater Kansas City area, Overland Park, Kansas. Anyway, um, so I had to um, definitely step out of any introverted um, zone that I might've been in because I was very excited about my product. Like I would imagine a lot of retailers are, but as far as being front facing with the public and, um, you know, really marketing my value on a day to day um, at that time, um, you know, I was taking a lot of calls and it was a different sort of marketing, but today um, as far as, um, as far as really doing things, you just have to be step out of your comfort zone every day. In fact, you, you asking me to be on this show is outside of my comfort zone. Um, I talk to people every day one-on-one, but I'm not really um, all that comfortable with these live <laughs> venues, but they, they really help with credibility and visibility. Yeah. And, and, and authority. And, you know, you said something that is really significant and, and I want to expound on this just a little bit, even though it wasn't something that we talked about. You said something that was profound. And that is, if you're an introvert, you have to get out of that introvert zone. Um, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and I just want to add and kind of add some color to it. I am the world's biggest introvert. And you wouldn't know it. No. You, you don't know it right now, right? No. But mm-hmm. I would rather be sitting on a beach with a book. Yes. Reading. Seriously. That's wow. that's my happy yeah. place. So how did I go from there to here? Because I had to. Because the the what I wanted to do to feed my family was be a pro football player. That avenue after three tryouts got shut down and went away. So I had to learn how to sell. And I was so shy and so backwards that literally when it was my turn to approach a customer, I would pretend I had to go to the bathroom so that I wouldn't have to approach the customer. That's how shy I was. So I I think what happens is you have to make a switch in your thinking. And I will, the, the, the personality in today's sales world who is the champion of this is Mark Hunter. And and basically, you got to come to a place where you realize that what you do is good for the customer and you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for them. And then when you realize you're doing it for them, you can step outside of your comfort zone and realize, you know what? There are people whose lives are going to be changed for the better because I helped them instead of somebody else down the street who maybe does not have the morals or the uh, focus that I have to help the customer. So that's just yeah. something for you introverts out there. And I'm going to tell you something else. Yeah. If you're an introvert, do not despair because God gave us two ears and that's one right. mouth and we that's should right. use them in that proportion. And yes. lots of people have said that. Ed Herman said it. Ziegler said it. Hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of sales trainers have said it. They keep saying it because it's true. So uh, you are blessed right. if you're an introvert because sometimes extroverts have a very difficult time simmering back down in and yes. really listening. Uh, us introverts, we naturally listen. Um, and it's 
just us coming forward. So um, thanks for touching on that, Jackie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate that. So let's let's dive right into it. Let let's so for the last 15 years, you have done something that is really, really cool. You have you've kind of uh narrowed your 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 business focus down to executives and entrepreneurs. And that is who you help with uh your resume writing business, which isn't just writing resumes. And I, I wanna I don't think I can do it justice. So I want you to tell me quickly in a few minutes this process that you put them through. And it's a process that leads to self-discovery of a lot of things that they forgot about. So, um, and and let me tell you this, uh, everybody out there, if you're in a store and you're selling something that is outside of your comfort zone, for instance, you can't imagine selling a uh, $6,000 mattress because right now your income's not at a level where you could afford a $6,000 mattress. Just remember, Pete Primo said this to you. You are not your customer. So Jackie, when I think of resume writer, I think of two to $500, maybe maybe $1,000 for a really good one. What do you charge for your service? Which is how much? So $2,699, $2,700 essentially for my basic uh, resume and cover letter package. That's my minimum package. And then up, upwards to $6,200 for a multidimensional portfolio. Okay. So 2700 to 6200 So you are selling a service that is higher priced than your competitors, right? Than many of them. You know, as, as you and I were talking, there are some who do um, the, the level of what I do as well. And they, there are some others, but a lot of, a lot of the, People that are marketing the uh, resumes are selling them for anywhere from a hundred to you know a thousand, and um, even you know fifteen hundred. But um, but yes, in, in general, and I and I am considered the higher end. Yes. Okay. And so a lot of our retailers that are watching right now have products on their floor that are are higher priced than than uh, some. And, you know, they're looking for tips on how to position their store and how to sell. So give us some of what you've learned along the way, because I'm sure when you started, you were lower price. And as time has gone on and your resume, your actual business portfolio has improved and you've had success stories, you've been able to offer a more uh, customized service that requires a higher price. And can you share with our store owners some of the positioning that you you have um, uh, done to to be able to 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 get this higher price. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with testimonials, and it has to do with referrals, and it has to do with success. But you know, you you have a double edged sword because most of your clients don't want anyone to ever know that you use them, right? Yeah, yeah, that that really poses can pose a problem um, or a, you know a hurdle for a, for what I do for sure. 
because um, a lot of people are um, highly confidential. Um, but um, I can, I do have some who will um, willingly and very grace, graciously um, post a publish a, a testimonial on LinkedIn or on my website. Um, they have landed into a new opportunity and they're very um, open about um, how the process they underwent. In fact, some, some of my clients are quite um, glad to share that with their colleagues so they're public about it. But I think to your question about positioning, and I'm not sure, um, I want to, if I go off on a tangent that's not related to what your, the store owners um, in your industry, but um, for me, it is, there's several things. Uh, so I was very, you know, very low end pricing when I started. Now, of course, that was 24 years ago, but, uh, and it took me a while to embrace raising my prices. Um, now, in what I do, I had to prove my craft because I don't think it would have been fair to my clients to lift my prices up to to where they are now or even halfway there without some experience and credentials. But assuming now, I should assume that who we're talking to is already at that. You know, it's the product that's at that level, and they've already assumed that level, right? Pete, is that? Kind of where we're going. Yeah. yeah. So in 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 most mattress stores, they'll have um, moderately priced goods, and then they'll have higher priced goods. Some some are low and moderate, and never venture into higher priced goods. But there are plenty of people that are listening that have higher priced goods and are not having the success that they'd like to sell in them. So um, one of the things that I I would say is share your success stories. So um, one of your customers, uh, Rupi Crowley, um, she was very open um, with her success story. And tell me a little bit about Rupi and about what you did for her and then how you know, she was willing uh, to share uh, with your customers and, and that kind of helped position you as the expert that you are. Yeah. So Rupi came to me and so she was at a major retailer. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's public on it's Bed Bath & Beyond and uh, was uh, separating from there. And we, um, you know, she she needed she needed the in-depth process that we go through and and in the quality level of 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 collaboration and so again with the higher level products that your your um stores sell i mean it's just assuming that they need that level um makes all the difference and being very confident in that you're wanting to solve their problem and so uh when we when we decided to work together um she was she embraced the 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 process that we were going to undergo which was started with a worksheet and then followed up with an in-depth interview and then followed up with you know the strategic writing process so so let me let me stop you right there because this is very important so you managed her expectations from from the get-go and you let her know that she needs to participate 
and that you're going to have a lot of give and take, and there's going to be a lot of digging in and uncovering of her story, and it's going to require it's going to require a investment not just of money but also of her time, and and so I. What I would say to every brick and store um, uh, mattress or furniture store, the higher end your customer, the more you owe them in terms of digging deep into their story and uncovering their needs, what they need out of a mattress, what's going on in their life. And one of the one of the the easiest things for me to do if i put my consultant hat on is to look and evaluate the kinds of questions you're asking your customer usually when you're not selling better product you're not digging deep enough you're not helping the customer enough so one of the things that Jackie does is she digs really, really deep. Now she's asking permission and she's managing expectations before she digs deep, but she digs deep. And sometimes they nod their head and they go like this. And then when it comes time to do it, they don't do it. And she's got to pursue it and she's got to let them know, hey, listen, the time frame that we've established for this is not going to happen unless I get this document back by blah, blah, blah. So she has become almost a taskmaster at that point. And, and what I'm saying to you as a mattress store owner or an owner of any store is dig deeper for better results. Uncover all of their needs, not just some of their needs, and ask questions that other stores are afraid to ask. Because Jackie asks questions that other resume writers are afraid to ask. She digs. She digs really, really deep. Right. And that that differentiation, you know, um, other other resume services use worksheets, but I have learned that it becomes really a cool trend to say, I don't use a worksheet or I make it, I'll make it very simple for you. I don't make, you know, you have a, you know, you're a CEO or a VP or an entrepreneur owning your own business. You don't have time. So I'll make it easy and I'll just cultivate, you know, I'll unearth all of that for you. But um, I have found, and, and that goes back to the, to the, when we're closing, when we're deciding whether even to partner together, um, the client and I, and qualifying whether we're a fit. And I'll, I'll even say, this is going to be really rigorous. This, you know, it's it's this worksheet is twenty pages um, long, blank, and when you're done, it'll be thirty pages. If that's not something that you're interested in, or you feel that you have the time for, or desire to make time for, then we're probably not a fit. And the ones that are really excited about it is because they like the idea of getting inside their head and really. Um, unearthing who they are and their unique value and where they've been and wh- how they got there because you don't usually spend time doing that when you're in your day-to-day um, schedule. You kind of put everything... When something's achieved, a project, a milestone, it's done and it's it's in the past and you keep moving forward. You're, you're, you're accomplished and you're competitive and you're looking for the next opportunity. Um, and then even winding back further... Um, talking about you know positioning and and talking to uh, that client base or to that premier client base, um, 
it's, I use a form that they, um, I have everyone fill out before we even talk on the phone to see if we might work together. And I don't see it as a hurdle or as asking them to do too much because it's the only way I can have a meaningful consultation to see if I can be the solution for their needs. So I learn about where they are, what their LinkedIn, where they, you know, what their current LinkedIn profile looks like, if they have an old resume, what their goals are, why are they even contacting me? You know, um, I can't really be helpful if I don't know why they're here. You know, did they just, are they, is their company downsizing? Or maybe they're just not, they're doing really well, but they just want to, to that greener pasture. You know, they think they could do better or they've hit the ceiling of where they're at. And so it's not good use of anyone's time to not um, ferret that out before you have go into the, um, um, here's some options for you. Here's some solutions. Here's a product I can build um, and, and uh, we can collaborate on. So that's kind of how. That's, uh, that is really significant what you just said there. Uncovering your customers why is huge. You know, so if you're a mattress store, are they waking up with back pain? Yeah. Uh, Do they, you know, are they not getting a good night's sleep and and why? And what does that look like? Do they wake up several times during during the night? What does that look like? And really digging deep into what what they need, because what they need, uh, their why is going to be tied directly to what they need sooner or later. And it doesn't matter if it's somebody looking for a change in their career path or someone who's looking to wake up happy and pain-free who thinks they're looking for a mattress. But what they really want is the end result of waking up happy and pain-free to borrow uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Janakovo's phrase. Um, If anybody- May I interject? Yes, please. I want you to. I love that about the pain free because that's really parallels what I do. Uh, people are in pain when they come to me. I even had someone the other day say, I know it's, and they, they know that what we're going to do is sort of like going to the dentist because they say, I know it's going to be even more pain when you send me that worksheet, but I yeah. want to do it because they know the relief is on the other end of that pain, you know, that process. And quite frankly, the worksheet, once you get into a rhythm, is not that painful. In fact, it's, it can be has exhilarating aspects of it. Um, but yeah, so I'm helping them, whether it's in, there, there are op- opportunities where they're not in, quote, pain, and they may just want to position themselves, someone said, you know, uh, as a brand, um, and they just need to have their, their, their um, content and their, their personal branding together, but I'd say 98% of the time it's, there's some underlying, I want to be more comfortable in my career and my options and more free uh, and free to, to roam about in my career and not feel like I, you know, it, it opens up options of, of waking up feeling better, not unlike uh, the customers of a mattress store. My goal and I think as far as differentiating back to that question or, you know, what to do, my goal is to show that I care and that I am focused on them and not just outputting a resume in the next customer and the ne- next customer. And um, 
what I found in the last couple of years, what's kind of taken me from, or at least it seems like it was taking me from, you know, uh, from doing okay and having consistent into having even better customers who are really committed and really sign on because they want this is that they feel like they're what you said, being heard that, that, and that I'm, I'm attentive to their needs. So not just because my process goes, it can go six weeks to two months to even six months, depending on how many deliverables. And if I don't, um, and I'll, I'll give kudos to my husband, Robert Poindexter, who's in sales. Uh, he, he taught me to be more diligent about following up uh, with clients once they've signed on to let them know I'm still here. And if I, if I can help you uh, with the next phase of your worksheet, or if I can look at your worksheet in progress, or if you're just struggling and you just want to get on the phone and talk about what you're struggling with, that it's not just here, do the worksheet and then come to me when you're done. That's one of the things that I uh, would say is just, again, that showing that you uh, care. care. It, means, it means you care. And, yeah. and do you want to know the biggest compliment I ever received uh, from one of my dealers is he said, Pete's name is not Pete Primo. It's Pete Care Primo. And that that was the best compliment I've ever received to say that you care. And I think that, you know, we all do what we do for a lot of different reasons. And it's not just one reason. But one of the biggest payoffs is when somebody recognizes that you went above and beyond what they expected. And that's very re- rewarding. Um, I want to dig in on on this idea of uh, an executive who comes to you and uh, he or she has to be special in that most of the time, they're going to try to do something free or something cheap, but they have made an investment. And there's this, there, there's this element to the fact that they have bought you, Jackie, they, they, they trust you, right? The reason they parted with $2,700 or $6,200 is because they trust you. And, and now you have a responsibility to make sure that this project comes off properly. And I think part of what uh, the captain said, I refer to her (laughs) husband as the captain, uh, and he's an awesome guy, um, which is not surprising because, you know, two awesome people being together is the way it should be. Anyway, I, 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 uh, so you now have this responsibility to this, this, um, clients to keep them on track. So I think that what the captain said was really, really important that, you know, you continually reaching out, making sure. And and so the translation here is a little bit different for if you own a furniture or a mattress store. So are you done after you deliver the mattress? And the answer should be no, you're just getting started. The answer should be, there should be a follow-up phone call. Mrs. Jones, how are you sleeping two weeks later and two months later? 
and six months later and a year later, oh, Pete, that's overkill. I don't want to call my customers. I don't want to have problems. Let me tell you something. If you have a problem and you don't know it, you're going to lose that entire customer's referral base and you're never going to know it. So if you do have a problem, you want to know what the problem is and you want to deal with that uh, problem right away. Um, And I guess you're doing it proactively um, with your, uh, you know, with your, with your follow-up. I want to come back to the sales executive secrets, but I have to pay the bills and this is going to be right up your alley. Uh, This chapter that I'm going to read, it's number 63. For those of you at home who are reading along, Page 95. This is near and dear to Jackie's heart. (laughs) Yes. Tell a story. Storytelling (laughs) is one of the oldest human rituals and is a strategy important to your marketing efforts. Few business owners understand this and those that do use stories in their marketing will reap amazing results. Stories are an important element in connecting your message with your audience and getting them... and getting them remembered. We humans process information much more efficiently when it's in the form of a story. Yeah. And, th- and we're therefore much more likely to remember it. We quickly forget a dry recitation of the facts. Yet yes. most marketing is just that. Fact after fact after fact. Buy this widget from us. It'll do this. It'll do that. Mm-hmm. It'll do this other thing. That doesn't stick. If you want your marketing to connect at an emotional level, if you want people to remember it, you need to turn your marketing messages into stories. Here are a few story starter ideas you can use to connect with people. Stories about your life and why you started your business. Stories about your struggles and your accomplishments. Customer success stories. Let me say it again. Customer success stories. Let me say it again. Customer (laughs) success stories. It's all about your customers. Teachable moment stories. Customer thought one thing, but this other solution was better. Share that. There's somebody out there that's got the same exact thing going on. Remember your goal is to connect and convey a message in a friendly and an engaging way that will stick with a customer. And let me just cut to the chase. It's about sharing this, your heart. At the end of the day, you know, it's about sharing your heart. So Jackie, what comments do you have before we move on about my little chapter in my book? I love it. And I love it. And I have a, I have my book too. And <laughs> I love that chapter. Stories are everything to, you know, it feels like to what I do for my clients. And they have to really, they share things with me. Some of it doesn't land on the resume. But it helps me to understand them and imbue the story, their stories, um, with with their um, heart. And so, even if it's just kind of alluded to subtly, you know what they've been through in their lives, personally and professionally in their careers. Um, I had one client who told me a story of in meetings. She was only five foot, and she was in global meetings um, in a culture overseas that did not um, respect women as leaders or did not, at least the men and women didn't interact that way. And it was very uncomfortable for everyone. And she, she was very um, self-deprecating and she used humor 
to uh, to overcome that. Um, she told a particular story where she has was actually wearing a hijit. How do you say hijit? Jab. <laughs> the, you know the the um, in the culture hijab. Yep. And uh, she stepped on it by accident um, when she was trying to move a roller chair around. I guess she got it stuck. And then she said something, you know, a, a word, you know, out of a press, you know, and then laughed and everyone laughed. And so, you know, that story actually helped me to get to know, helped to get to know her better. So we have our stories and I'm sure she could use that in interviews as well. It could even be, you know, it could be used other ways. Um, some of the stories people tell me, like that are personal can sort of um, weave into a thread, but the but the professional stories that we tell um, that relate to their successes in sales um, go beyond the success in this the result. You know, it goes beyond. It goes into the hurdles um, they crossed with people or processes or um, something to do in with you know manufacturing or distribution that especially these days that are is going awry and how they're still navigating those choppy waters to make the customer happy and um, and then to exceed um, expectations even so. so. So let me interrupt because you just said something that was so profound. Hey. Jackie was referring to the supply chain. The fact that she even knows about the supply chain tells me that she is a person who's paying attention. She's engaged. She knows what's going on in the business world right now. And that's huge. You know what? You don't want to do business with somebody who doesn't know what's going on. And when you find a professional, someone who is committed, who's completely engaged, uh, that is a treasure trove of information for you um, as a store owner. So um, that is very significant. One of the, one of this, uh, the things that I want to encourage everybody here, store owners, is don't shortchange your story. That you know your customers are human beings just like you. They want to know your why. They want to know what excites you. They want to know some of your hobbies. You know, um, years ago. I asked two different salespeople. One was in a high-end store and one was in a lower and more promotional store. And I said, tell me what I can tell other retail salespeople. Because both of these dudes were at the top of their game. They were amazing. Their owners were so happy with them. They were writing double and triple what the other salespeople were writing. That's how good they were. And do you know, they both said... In different words, different vocabularies, but this is what they both said. Pete, you can't print. You can't print what I'm about to say. I'm like, okay, why? Because <laughs> it won't work for anyone else. And I go, why? Because I go so deep with my customers that I know the name of their children. I know the colors in every room of their house. I know how they decorate. I know their whatever it happens to be. I know what church they go to. I know what school they go to. I know the kids' names. They know about my kids. They know about... I go so deep. You can't teach what I do. And I'm like, well, that's like laying down the gauntlet for me because <laughs> yeah, I know that I can't teach specifically, but I will scream at the top of the roof until I am no longer with us 
that you must go deeper. You must get to know your customer at the deepest level possible. And in case some of you guys and gals, if that slipped by you of what Jackie is saying, she digs deep. She goes really deep. She digs so deep, she gets into personal things that she would never use in a professional story, but it helps her to understand who this person is, what is near and dear to their heart, and how can I position this person to separate them away from the competition? Did I? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and in addition, um, I do um, produce for uh, for some of the more robust portfolios, um, I call it an illustrated bio. It's I don't know if I came up with that or someone else in the industry, but anyway, it's it's a bio that has um, a more of a storied tone, and it has you know pictures and charts and so forth. But um, I will ask them questions about their influences, uh, their their partners, their spouses, their growing up, their mentors, their parents, um, other things like that. And sometimes that will come out in the story, so uh, that. Um, they become more relatable or it, it just shows uh, how they think and feel. Um, it helps them also to attract people who are um, of that have an affinity because, you know, especially an executive job search or anyone in a job search or anyone trying to a- appeal to someone hiring them. Uh, you you really want to think about if you're if you have an affinity with them um, as far as personality. Um, yeah, you don't have to have an affinity with everyone or with everyone on the board or everyone on the leadership team or even in the, the company, but it helps to establish that there's not a disconnect, a huge disconnect. And so if you say, you know, you talk about something about your, your work ethic or something related to how your parents, um, how your parents, uh, express that and how you modeled after that. Or maybe something happened uh, growing up that um, affected you today in a way that made you better. Um, that was negative that happened, but now you're better for it. Um, it, it, it might it, it appeals to emotion. So um, so even if it doesn't establish fit, it may appeal to an emotion. And in a, in a, similarly, in a store, you know, if you're talking to someone, we've all had those conversations that turned um, deeper and richer. And so um, it is important to know, to know those things. About, yeah. yeah. So when you look at the last 15 years, the body of your work with sales executives, what are the attitudes that separate them from other people? I mean, these are obviously very successful people who um, are, are coming to you to be even more successful, which is very interesting to me because it tells me, uh, number one, they're willing to invest in themselves, which is a huge separator. And number two, um, they uh, they embrace outside help. And one of the things that I have always um, told my store owners is, you need a coach. You need a coach. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you why you need a coach. You're at the top of the food chain where you are. And no one's going to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're, they're, they're just not, you can sit there and say, you know, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what I can do better. They're not going to tell you, you pay them and you're at the top of the food chain and no one's going to tell you not anything. So let me ask you a question. 
Mm-hmm. I know your coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know your executives have used you as their resume coach, right? Mm-hmm. Have you used coaches in your career? I have. Um, I have specifically used, uh, collaborated with three coaches um, over the years, kind of almost uh, every seven years, it seems like. A, um, so the first coach uh, was an executive um, storyteller and in my industry and I just admired her so much. So I reached out to her and she helped me to grow into more of the executive level uh, presence and the value proposition of going deeper and saying, you're more than a writer. You're a, you know, you're a consultant and um, you're a coach. You know, I, I am. So, so I, and she, we talked about processes a lot. Um, And she also just helped me in general with other issues um, and other growth areas. The second was um, uh, about 2015, I hired, um, actually her name's Whitney Johnson, but she was a Wall Street executive and who had also was coaching and um, uh, she does a lot of speaking. But anyway, she, I admired her financial um, acumen and figured she, um, one of the things uh, we could work on heavily was positioning myself at that next level financially. And that's when I really broke through the next level of pricing. And that was so critical because I needed someone, like you said, not in my industry, not, you know, not a colleague. I needed someone who was uh, willing to just really, uh, (laughs) I don't know, just, she gave me permission. She, she gave me, she, she basically took me by the shoulders and said, you should be charging this and you you should be confident. And you just say, you know, this is what it is. Here's, you know, but she had me go through a process, not, not unlike what I go through with my clients of really analyzing where I was and, you know, even the, even the time and and energy I was putting into each project, timing myself, writing things down and really figuring it out and expressing the value. And, um, that was really instrumental in, I mean, she, she actually got hands in, hands on and helped me build the packages that I was going to do and explained why, because I was customizing every package after, before that. Oh, okay. You want this? Well, this, and it was very, it was very time consuming and unnecessary to be that way. And yeah. so I learned how to make it more efficient and say, if you want these, then this is the package. If you want this versus have and taking kind of the reins of my, of my services more mm-hmm. versus letting clients say, well, I'll take this, this, and this. And now you, you tell me how much it would be and then trying to negotiate and all of that. I don't really, it's not a negotiation anymore. And um, that, that once in a while, I'll, I'll do an exceptional package that is even beyond what's on there, but it's not a less of our package, if that makes sense. It's not like dismantling anything I have. It might even be something better than, you know, like, there's always something that, you know, things are always changing. So I'm not hard, you know, core, but so that was my second coach. Um, obviously she had a large impact on my business. And then, um, we kind of ran the course of what we were doing and I didn't coach with anyone for a few years. And then I met, um, Joe Jacoby, who is a gold medal, um, Olympian. And he, um, we just became Oh, friends, I guess on, um, and we had talked on zoom a few times and we just had a lot in common. I even 
blogged and featured him in a professional article in the past. And he's just, he's very delightful, but he's also very smart and has a, has a way of coaching people in performance. And I'm at a phase in my career and my business where I wanted the performance to be prioritized and the energy and the small steps, which is he's one of his many things he's really um, good at is helping me to refine where I'm going now in this next phase of my... So always being willing to say, I'm not quite, you know, I can't do it all on my own. I can't figure all this out on my own. Yeah. And do <laughs> you want to know something? I, I think that our store owners, you know, they over time figure that out. But our new store owners, I would say this to you, the sooner the sooner you start letting go of some of the day-to-day things and free yourself up to do some of the more strategic things and increase your education about advertising and marketing, um, you know, most of the time our store owners were successful salespeople. And some of them had management experience and those who did who do have management experience have a leg up on those that were just a hot shot, great salesperson, and they don't know how to manage people. And now that they own their own store, they have to learn how to manage people in addition to all the other business stuff. So uh, let go of what you can let go. Hire people to help you get there faster. So Jackie was going to get there sooner or later but she got there faster with these three business coaches. And I think that's the takeaway. Think of an area that you are your weakest at and get hire somebody to help you get there faster. Um, and yeah. if you guys don't know who to call, there's a guy named Jeff Janakovo that owns um, uh, Gardner's Mattress in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Call him. Uh, call Mark Kinsley, um, call Mark Quinn. These are guys that um, will help you. Uh, they might charge you a few dollars here or there, but guess what? It's going to be well worth whatever you spend to get there faster. So I want to talk about a success story. So Ruby yeah. Crowley yes. uh, is a customer of yours. I want you to Love tell, her, yeah. tell a about this success story. And, and, you know, she's one of the uh, executives who actually uh, has kind of publicly uh, allowed you to kind of be public about her story and about her success story more specifically. So I'm going to let you tell that story because I think it's important for us to always tell success stories. And, you know, one thing that I will tell every store owner I learned as a salesman working on a retail floor that if I said, this is my idea for you, the customer always fought me. But if I said, I had a customer who had the same experience as you or the same situation as you, and this is what they did and this is what they found, that they would embrace that. And so that's why I want you to hear this success story and I want you to tell success success stories with your customers. Anytime somebody has a similar 
situation, share with them your customer success story because they don't care about your success stories. They only care about your customer success stories because they're like you. So I want you to tell us about Rupi Crowley. Yeah. So um, she, and and I would love to see her resume up there because it'll help me to tell the story um, because I can look at some of the branding. But so when we started, um, you know, she was at Bed Bath & Beyond as an executive there, had been there so, you know, so a number of years, had really risen through the ranks. And she was in branding and innovation and retail, reinvention, global marketing. You can see all that on the resume. I'm going to use my glasses. Um, lots of disruptive change, operational. I mean, but she, um, and she didn't start there, you know, but she, but that's where she uh, rose to because she was uh, very driven. And when we began, she, um, I'm sure I shared with her that I actually, she was referred by another client. So back to your, he had had a success and your, was, your best, your best customers, Mr. and Mrs. Store owner will always be referrals. So if you're yeah. not asking for referrals, you need to ask for referrals. I'm begging you pretty please with sugar on top. Get referrals, use referrals. It's your best customer. It, it is. is yeah, I'm sorry. They're, they're no, pre-sold most of the time. I mean, it sometimes it takes a couple of, it might even take a year for the referral to turn into a, a customer. And that's okay because they don't know B and they don't know who they're buying this premium product from. But they do know that they um, have got a great referral from someone they trust. Um, in, in Rupee's instance, you know, when we did this, when she was ready, um, we hit the ground running and that's, that was key because she was ready. And I, um, and we, we hit, we did that, you know, we, we, we really, she knew it was such a collaboration because she, she knew she wanted to tell her story and I was gave her um, this right here. If you stop at the executive performance right there on the top, there's a story about her whole career. I mean, a snapshot. It starts with something, um, you know, really big, how she launched the packaging department with private label um, brands at Bed Bath & Beyond in 2000 um, that had a capitalize on her creative innovation, et cetera. And she rapidly advanced in her contagious pursuit for shared marketing vision and creative solutions and global project management. All that to say she was very forthcoming about that. So um, hopefully that was because she trusted, you know, that she could uh, trust me with that information, but also she wanted, she had a passion for, um, for getting that story out there and so, and then we get into strategic impacts of, of, of each position she held. And then we talk about the details of how she got to that strategic impact. Not sure if I'm going to, going where you want with this, Pete, no, but our fine. relationship was deep because, um, back to staying in touch. Mine is, mine is really the follow-up is during the process. We were staying in touch. She would email me with an idea. We would, you know, I would um, think about it. She was collaborating and building a portfolio even beyond what we were doing with the website and with some other designers. I mean, she, I tell you, talk about a um, enthusiastic and um, will and communicative and articulate client, but she was also relying and that 
on me to then take what we were pulling together and funnel it through to tell the right kind of career story for those people who are hiring, which ultimately uh, she is now at T-Mobile and which is a different industry. And I think that um, that was important. You know, that's important for me in my industry to share with clients is that, you know, we get, we get really, um, we get, we can all be like, this is what I know. But you, you know a lot of things as you grow your career 10, 20, 30 years of, of, of experience. And you can pull from that different layers and, and kind of put the other to the side. What is it you love about what you do? Focus on those areas and other industries, whether it's mattresses or telecommunications or a financial institution, the bank, they all have some needs that overlap. And yeah. You know, you need to speak to to those areas and also areas that matter to you that you want to keep doing going forward. One of the things I, I just want to ask this one question. Yes. Did you and, and Rupi have uh, a great uh, rapport from the get go? Yeah, you mean after she hired me or in the prospective client stage? Because there is a difference, I think. Um, but Both. would you? So, you know, when she first reached out, it was, you know, I do a lot of that through email. Um, and sure. so I don't, you know, I think she was kind of checking me out and, uh, and I felt good. I mean, she's very respectful. So, yes. And then um, when she was ready to go the next level, yeah, I mean, get on the phone. I mean, that was really important. Um, <laughs> I know people, even my industry, that do everything remote, you know, virtually without any phone. That's kind of rare, but uh, yeah, I, I could never do that. I could say you really can't connect. You can do, you have to have that hybrid approach. Yeah. But she, I felt that her energy is so strong. I mean, she has that sales and marketing and underpinning. She's, very good at in, at persuasion and influence, mm -hmm. but she's also very respectful, which I think that's you know that's like the uh and smart and able to uh synthesize uh the situation very you know quickly and uh and understand how to uh have that um, so he's good collaboration the, but yeah the one thing that I want to mention to all my store owners is. Rupi was a referral and because yeah. she was a referral, she was familiar with the steps that she was about to go on if she pursued uh, working with Jackie. So she already knew what the experience is. And this is what I would say to you as a store owner. Have you ever had a customer come in, into your store and they just, they weren't a good fit? They just didn't belong in your store. They belonged either in a higher, much higher end store or a much lower end store for that matter. It doesn't even matter. It just wasn't a good fit. One of the beautiful things about referrals is they almost always fit well. They're familiar with the buy-in process. They know what they're getting into ahead of time. And here's a fun fact about referrals. They almost always buy 20% more than your regular customers. So referrals, oh, referrals, referrals are so big and so huge. Um, and so at the end of this, Rupi comes back to you and she's very happy, right? 
Yes. Yeah. The the LinkedIn profile worked for her. It the resume worked for her and um, opened up doors and conversations. Uh, there's the LinkedIn profile. Um, that's the about section, obviously. Um, so the main meat of the story. And we and she was she embraced uh, the language we used uh, as far as describing her personality as a make things happen person. And I think that's key too. Is you know, um, is is customers that trust you and want to work with you. They but they have an opinion. Um, sh- like many uh, executives, we had back and forth, and and so it wasn't my way or the highway, and it wasn't. But, but it was back and forth, and so she did. Yes, yeah, she landed Aww. her next role, <laughs> and they I, found her. Yeah, I landed my next role. That is huge. Yeah. She she's and she's loving it. Um yeah. Oh, I was honored <laughs> but it was all your work. <laughs> she was oh, very generous there. <laughs> that is. Ah, oh, that's that's the best. That's the best when She's very gracious. So, yeah. When someone recognizes the extra effort that you put in. Uh that that is huge and it's rare. So Anybody? It is, and she's referred, and she's referred to me as well since then. So, but I love what you said about the twenty percent more. <laughs> there is some truth to that. I hadn't thought about that. Go ahead. Yeah, there is. There is. So, if you own a store, referrals, referrals, referrals. Everything that Jackie said is so on point. Find yourself a business coach. Find yourself a coach, whether it's a sales coach, a business coach. Uh, somebody who can teach you the numbers. Maybe uh, you're not super strong on the metrics of the business. In that case, call my wife, Jenny, because she is, <laughs> she's an accountant by trade and she's very strong on metrics. Uh, oh. But um, Jackie has been very successful in working with um, executives for the last um, 15 years. If you know an executive that is going into the job market or wants to improve, what should they do? What is their next step? They Somebody has watched the show and they said, you know what? Jackie is remarkable. I want to do business with her. How do they get a hold of you? Oh, look at that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you want to read that? Can you get through it or you want me to do it? Oh, you can read it. <laughs> Jackie is amazing. I would stay. I would stay. This is your say. This is your brand, and go about the job search and build in your brand. This is the most important investment you can make in yourself in your next step in your career journey. So many times, people will say it is pricey, but we need to invest in ourselves, guys. If you got wow. nothing else out of this whole episode. <laughs> You need to invest in yourself and in your business. And listen, if the news is blah, 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 bad stuff, turn the damn news off and just focus (laughs) on your business. Focus on your business. Invest in your business. Invest (laughs) in yourself. And you'll be super successful. Yes. Yes. Like Rupee. 
like Jackie. Jackie, how do they get a hold of you? I'm sorry I cut you off because I got oh, no. excited about something Chris put up there. So, so that just came in or no, um, careertrend.net or at Master Resume Writer on LinkedIn are really quick ways to get a hold of me. Yeah. Awesome. Jackie, yeah. thank you so much. Hey, listen, I, I have to start doing a better job. So here's my last question to you before we wrap up. Is there anything that I didn't talk about that you would like to say to uh, store owners or executives that are out there that I might have missed? Gosh, I don't know. You're very... Um, uh... You're very good. I, I can't think of anything. Thank you oh, for asking, okay. though. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And with that, I am saying goodbye. Me and Jackie are signing out. Thank you for joining us for episode 34. Thank you. Thank you.